Hey, Spartan Nation, welcome to the second official episode of Cartinal and Gold. We took a little break, but we're back and ready to top the charts. Watch out, Joe Rogan. Here we come. Before we get too far into this, I wanted to formally introduce myself. My name's Jim Cartinal, and I'm lucky enough to be the 912 high school principal, one of the best high schools around, not just in so- SoCal, but in the nation. This is my fourth year of being principal. I'm just really grateful that we're going to get back to some kind of normality. Uh, for those of you that know me, you may remember that I taught at Lockingdale High School in the social science department for nine years before I became an administrator. I am a married guy with two beautiful children, a lovely wife, and we live over in La Crescenta. As you can probably already tell from the title of this program, a podcast, I'm joined by an individual with a surname that many of you know as capital A-U on the periodic table, the one, the only Dr. Gold. Well, thank you, Mr. Cardinal. I appreciate the AU shout out as a former chemistry teacher. Uh, you know, I could always appreciate that. Um, this is actually, Mr. Cardinal, if you didn't know, this is actually our third podcast. Uh, the second one, if you remember, you unplugged it at halfway through, so we weren't able to to uh, share that one. But this is actually the third time we sat in front of microphones, but the second time it'll go out. Uh, so just a little bit about myself. Uh, this is my seventh, going on my seventh year as principal of the middle school. I couldn't be in a better place. This is going on my 11th year in La Quinata. Still feel fairly new to the district, although I've been here for a long time. Uh, it's a wonderful place to be, as you stated. Um, you know, a little bit about myself. Uh, I'm going on my 10th year being married in about three weeks, July 11th, 7-11-11. A big shout out to 7-11-11. I got married on that day specifically so I could always give my wife a free Slurpee on 7-Eleven. So it's a, it's, it's a built-in, uh, built-in free present every 7-Eleven. Uh, you know, I have, I have two wonderful children, uh, Lincoln, who just turned eight, and uh, my daughter Camden, who just turned five. Uh, you know, we, we, we believe in easy dates in the Gold family. Uh, I was born 9-7-7-7. We were married on 7-11-11. My son, 5-3-13. My daughter, 5-6-16. So we believe in easy dates. My wife, you know, her, she didn't get the memo. Uh, 31180 doesn't really fit in. But, uh, you know, I'm excited for this podcast. I'm excited, uh, you know, for, for this upcoming year. And uh, with that, I'll throw it back to you, Mr. Cardinal. Thank you, Dr. Gold. Students, if you're hearing our voice. Dr. Gold told you many, many truths, one <laughs> untruth. That bit about me unplugging the last episode? Yeah, <laughs> not so much. You can point to Dr. Gold for that. On this episode of Cardinal and Gold, we are joined by a member of the La Cunata High School class of 2022, Henry Thuss. Hey, Henry, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me on. I'm really pumped to be here. It's, it's cool to just sit down and talk with your administrators and you know, see where it goes. I didn't recognize Henry. Uh, you know, I've always seen an instrument in front of his face, so I, I, I didn't recognize him when I saw him, but it's nice to have you, Henry. <laughs> on today's episode of Cardinal and Gold, Dr. Gold and I will be providing a brief state of the school report for each 7, 8, and 9, 12 kind of campus and, and learning community. We'll be answering some fun, fun questions that some of you submitted on Instagram, discussing distance learning, chatting with Henry about all the cool things he's been up to, and finally answering a few questions submitted by the Spartan Nation. Dr. Gold, do you want to take 7, 8 state of the school away? For sure. Sounds great. Uh, you know, I like to be first sometimes, so this is one of those opportunities we get to go first. Uh, you know, as you know, Mr. Cardinal and, and Henry, it's been a crazy year for all of us. Uh, you know, it's 
Uh, it's been 16 months of, of ups and downs, a lot of downs, but also a lot of ups. Got to see some of the best of people and uh, other sides of people as well. But, uh, you know, I tend to focus on those positives. And, uh, you know, I, I think the last 16 months has brought out some great things in our teachers, in our students, in our parents, uh, and, and just within our district. Um, you know, the, the highlight for me in the last year was, was right around April when we got to invite students back to campus in a larger capacity. You know, specifically uh, in 7-8, we had about 85% of our students come back in 7th grade and about 80% in um, in 8th grade, uh, and it was just amazing to see. It was almost normal besides the mask wearing uh, and some of the social distancing in classrooms. Um, you know, I, I spoke to some other people from other districts, and when I mentioned percentages like 80 and 85%, uh, they were blown away. Uh, I know other districts were hovering around fifteen percent, and and e- wow. even even at the high school, the numbers were so high. It was so nice to see. Uh, we we ended the year, uh, you know, just just shifting to a lot of end of year events that we normally have. You know, we usually have a big trip to Calamigos Ranch. We usually have a big trip to the Science Center. Um, so this year we pivoted the word of twenty twenty one. And we decided to do a, a carnival that we weren't allowed to call it a carnival. So it was an event with rides and games. Uh, and it, it was it was so nice to see. We had to split our kids up into two groups, but it, it was awesome to see our kids having fun, being kids. Even, even the the silliness of the seven eight of the eighth graders um, was refreshing. Uh, telling them to stop being silly, stop doing this, stop doing that. It felt normal. Uh, we also had a movie night, which was amazing. Uh, thanks to our PTA for sponsoring that as well. Uh, we were able to have a seventh grade movie night and an eighth grade movie night, and uh, very well attended. Over three uh, about two hundred fifty three hundred kids in each event. Uh, that was awesome as well. And just this summer, we're just preparing for 21-22. Uh, we're, we're hoping to be back to, to some normalcy. You know, I, I know Miss Annette sent out an email yesterday um, regarding some of, the, some of the protocols for reopening. And uh, we're excited to, to have some normalcy back. And uh, we're hopeful that it'll be as normal as possible. Uh, you know, so some of the highlights that I took away from last year is, you know, one of the things that I heard from parents and students a lot was the uh, Instagram Live that I was doing. Um, so I'm going to continue doing that for 21-22. I do that maybe once or twice a week, shouting out kids' birthdays, just giving non-essential updates, um, more essential things. will obviously be sent out an email, also on YouTube, and, and sending all that stuff out. And we're excited to welcome some new teachers to 7-8 next year. If you guys know Mr. Myers, which I'm sure Henry does very well, Mr. Myers has left uh, the state. He actually moved to Washington um, uh, to pursue, uh, I believe, teaching and also some of his outdoors interests. Uh, so his whole family has moved. So we've hired someone. Uh, her name is Mrs. Feech. Uh, we in 7-8 believe in not hiring people with easy last names. So we, <laughs> we continue to hire people with tough last names. And then also, uh, if you guys know Miss Dever, Miss Dever is an amazing eighth grade teacher. She is not leaving, but she is taking a semester off as she is expecting her first baby in August. And so she'll be taking the first semester off and will be welcomed by one of our regular subs, Mr. Who. And that's not a joke. Mr. Who is his name. And uh, the last one is uh, Miss Valderhog, uh, who's one of our special ed teachers, came from PCR, an amazing individual. Uh, she decided to take a year leave of absence. So we will welcome her back in 22-23. And that position is yet to be filled as we have our interviews tomorrow. So we're looking forward to a great year. Uh, you know, I'm, I enjoy working with you, Mr. Cardinal, and, and, and seeing our students back on campus is going to be such a highlight come August. And just going back to some normal things um, is, is really exciting. So uh, with that, uh, you know, I'd like to hear about what's going on in 912. Uh, I know we talk a lot, but uh, I think everyone else would like to hear what's going on. So turn it back over to you, Jim. 
appreciate it, Dr. Gold. Thanks so much. I just want to, you know, brightline underscore and, and thank you for that, that great report. Uh, particularly thing I want to emphasize is a return to normality. Just looking forward to have in everyone back on campus for five days a week. May have to be in mask. You know, we're still trying to sort all of that out. We'll be in mask. We don't know, um, you know, if social distancing will be, um, you know, will be present. Uh, we're planning on, you know, building the schedule of classes with the idea that our classes will be, you know, returned to uh, pre-pandemic, you know, kind of seating arrangements and all of that. So uh, that means that students can, you know, plan on getting parking permits and lockers. And we're just looking forward to welcoming back our schedule. Uh, Dr. Gold, I think the students and particularly families would be interested to remind that we're going to go back to the schedule that we had in the 2019-20 school year, right? Correct. So that's that Monday, Tuesday, Friday um, Daily demand, all six periods, and then Wednesday, one, three, five, Thursday, two, four, six block, getting out at, you know, three, twelve or three, thirteen in the afternoon with after school athletics starting thereafter with band practice and everything else. Really want to just say thank you to so many people that contributed to a positive and remarkable 2021 school year. Uh, Henry, who's our guest, you know, was phenomenal in documenting all of the great work that was happening in, in band and in orchestra, you know, choir was going crazy, or the actors in um, the you know, dramatic arts program, putting all that good stuff on up on um, LC Play Plus. Again, just documenting this amazing year that we've had. Um, and then looking forward to using that as a springboard to jump into, you know, a, a back to in-person in- instruction and experience. ASB as a whole slate of activities I know that they're looking forward to returning to from, you know, music at at lunch to, you know, homecoming and all of the dances that we'll look forward to kind of continuing to have, again, a return to, the, you know, the school uh, before the pandemic. And, and Dr. Gold, I know that, you know, you and I have spoken a little bit about this, and it seems appropriate to mention in a state of school. I mean, the reality is, you know, you have a, a group of seventh graders, and I have a group of ninth graders who... While they did remarkable work last year, you know, they they in some ways only had a very, very short period of time to start that next level coming from elementary to middle school or coming from middle school to high school. And so we'll look forward to, you know, kind of supporting them as they rise, you know, from the ninth to the 10th grade or the seventh to the eighth grade and welcoming in a new crew of students. Um, and then, you know, as, as, you know, Henry and his classmates in the amazing class of 2022 are going to be looking for, you know, a great senior year course with all of the things that are going to be, you know, super fun uh, and, again, pre-pandemic normal. Uh, we're going to hire where we have hired and will continue to hire some new staff members. So students, you'll see new um, instructors in the science department, two new teachers, a new math teacher. Um, a new teacher in special education, and those names will put all, all out before we, um, you know, start the year. I think for choir and band, Henry, I'm thinking about all the opportunities of, you know, returning to field trips and performances away from LC. I'm certainly looking forward to, you know, the holiday concerts that you and the band and orchestra are going to contribute. Looking forward to, you know, hearing the choir under Dr. Brookie's expert instruction. I still I, I think we'll see. You know, I haven't spoken to Mr. Ike recently. I don't know at what point, you know, in-person dramatic arts and plays will return. I, they've, our actors have done such a great, great job, you know, putting forward radio plays. You know, two years ago, the Dracula uh, radio play was super awesome and for my part a little scary uh, but it was great it was super great and then you know everything that everyone's done from the ps um 
the public service announcements to all of the work that, that's been documented on LC Play Plus. So uh, I think that, you know, there's a lot more that I could probably say, but Dr. Gold, if I counted it on one hand, I think it's let's return to the way it used to be before the pandemic, you know, put us all at distance to one another. That means that sports uh, are back, the arts are back, robotics is back, all of our co and extracurriculars are back. It's all the great, great stuff that makes this comprehensive high school 7, 12, such a great, great place to both work at, um, certainly to, to, you know, feel honored to lead. And it's really great to be with you both. So, um, you know, as we, as we, you know, begin to think about the rest of both this presentation and then how, you know, we hope our families will listen to it to get excited about the start of the year, how about I throw it back to Dr. Gold just real quick for a couple of, couple of big ideas. Big ideas about starting school or big ideas about the next thing on our agenda? Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. So we're looking forward to a normal school year next year. But before we get started with our guest, Henry, um, of this podcast, let's get relaxed and answer a few fun questions and perhaps even share a few laughs, Mr. Ooh, Cardinal. Ooh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, this is my favorite, my absolute favorite. Students, lean in. Lean, <laughs> lean in real quick. This is cool. Let's start with a would you rather. Oh, kind of shout out to Ms. Mascheroni. Would you rather. <laughs> all right, all right, guess. Hold on. Would you rather give up air conditioning and heating for the rest of your life or give up the internet for the rest of your life? I know. It's locking yada, right? Like we answer these tough kind of questions. Henry, what do you think? I mean, I do so much with the internet. I create so much stuff. I mean, air conditioning and heating, if you just find the right environment, you don't need it. Or if you build the right house with insulation, you don't need it. So I'll take that. I'll take air, air conditioning and heating. So Henry's given up air conditioning and heating, needs the internet. Dr. Yeah. Gold? So that's a tough one. I, I, I need, I don't need the heating. I need the air conditioner, especially living in L.A., the problem with the internet is that I don't know how I do my job. I can't get emails. So maybe that's a positive. <laughs> that might be. So I think owl. I'd give up the internet. <laughs> that, 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 that might be. I think yeah. I'd give up the internet. So, you know, students, I think that maybe Dr. Gold's uh, experience and I are a little bit different than yours because you've only lived in a time where the internet has been present. And so Mr. Carter, I'm, I'm, I'm not that. Oh, I had hold, VHS. Hold, hold on, hold on, everyone, hold on. Before I had a start, beeper in high school. P- p- right, p- piling on the Mr. Cardinal is the the uh, elder statesman of this uh, of this crew here. Mm-hmm. I simply wanted to but hold make on, the Henry. Point. Did you know what a chisel is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah that, that's how Mr. Cardinal used to yeah, used think, to communicate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On the walls. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, you think he right. used like before Twitter? He used actual birds with notes on it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. The, the point I was making <laughs> oh, is, is when I was in high school and we invented the wheel and the zero and things of this nature. Right. <laughs> Gravity. Existed, Gravity. Right. For that too. Breathing. We existed without uh, the internet, and it was uh, it was okay. Yeah, it was definitely okay. I mean, I I do want to say you know being raised out in the San Gabriel Valley. 108 degrees at night did make it somewhat difficult to fall asleep. Yeah, but there was no... Oh, I've done worse. Yeah, right. I mean, th- but there was, no, there was no, like, email hanging over me. So, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd probably give up um, the internet. Yeah, right. yeah I'm, right. I'm, I think I'm with you. So, I think Henry will, will, will be the only one with the internet, and me and you will be nice and cool. I'm, I'm good with it. Well, I can always <laughs> just buy a fan who says I can't. True. All those are some Palm Springs, and it, it was 120, so I don't know how much a fan would help you there. I lived in the Middle East for two years. Got up to 127. Oh, oh yeah. That's properly That hot. was hot. <laughs> that's properly That was hot. bad. Wow. So as things in the world are starting to reopen and more things and activities are being deemed as being safe, complete the following sentence. 
I can't wait to. Let's start with uh, Mr. Cardinal on this one. Uh, my daughter is presently living up in San Francisco, so I can't wait to hop on a plane and get up to her in about an hour. I can't wait to do that. You going up there right now? Um, not, I mean, not right now because I'm going to finish this podcast, but as soon as I'm done, I'm on a plane. Oh, wow. No, 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 not true. Not true. Not, not true. true. This summer, maybe. Oh, yeah. This summer, That's maybe. awesome. Yeah. How about you? Uh, Henry, why don't you go do <sighs> I can't. I mean, ob- my obvious answer would be a marching band performance. We haven't, we haven't done one for a full stadium and. You know, we'll have our preview show in August after our two weeks of band camp, so I cannot wait for that. Traveling back to Texas, I'd like to do that also to see everyone on my dad's side. So we're going to – I don't think we're doing that this summer, maybe in the fall, but schedules are janky. It's a good time. Dr. Gold? Yeah, you know, I, I think I, – I like eating out a lot. And uh, yeah. although me and my wife and my kids just ate out for the first time last weekend in a restaurant – uh, that was something that was worrying on me and a lot of meals in our house, which is not bad, but you know, with an eight year old and five year old or seven and four at the time, you need to get out of the house and kind of move around. So mm-hmm. just getting into restaurants and, uh, you know, we, 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 we've, we've also started a lot of new things like hiking, um, that we never really did that much, a lot more, uh, riding bikes, which we weren't doing that much before. So the last year and a half has also brought out a lot of new things as well. And did you go to the um, chicken, cheese, and French's Yellow Mustard Emporium in the valley where you live? Yes, I've bought them all out, and uh, Costco is running low on, on, on grilled chicken and yellow mustard. Although, if you ever go to Costco, nothing against Costco, but they do not sell French's Yellow Mustard. As you know, I'm a huge fan. Mm. They used to sell it in a double big package, With and, now they, and now they sell Heinz, and that, that's just not good enough for me. Yeah. It's a lower level of, of mustard. Ooh. Listen in, students. Lean in, please. <laughs> Do you know? This is the your, important stuff. Your 7-8 principal enjoys dining in three food groups, mustard, chicken, and cheese. That's it. That's Crunchy it. vegetables? They don't they, No. T- Dr. Gold is a, is, is a stranger Asparagus, no. We stay away from anything green. <laughs> I have noted that. I have noted that. All right, y'all. What's the best thing you've watched or read during the pandemic? I mean, oh, sorry, yeah, I'll start. I, I, uh, we watched the the Seth MacFarlane series, The Orville, which is a parody on Star Trek, and that was awesome. Yeah, so yeah. I am never going to complain about that. That was really good. Uh, it's so fun. I mean, it's just Star Trek. It's like you know how the, with Star Wars they did Spaceballs, right? Sure. They they took Star Trek and they did The Orville, and it's Seth MacFarlane doing Star Trek, and it is hilarious. So awesome. that was an excellent watch. Awesome. How about you, Doctor? I just made a list of four after dropping my pen, and then yeah. I just picked it up. Uh, you know, uh, The Queen's Gamut? I don't oh, know if you've yeah. seen that. No, that was absolutely no. awesome. That was good. You haven't seen that? No, I haven't. Oh, great. Great. And uh, uh, then, then uh, a couple of documentaries. I'm, I'm a big fan of documentaries, but The Great Hack, which, oh, is, yeah. which is scary if you watch that, right. about the, the, the power of the internet, and specifically right. Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jordan documentary, which is amazing. That was oh, good. Wow. That and was then, really good. Uh, the one on Tiger Woods I really liked as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, so that's what I watched. Uh, shout out to Ashley Lamb and the DEI Book Club at LCHS. I read a phenomenal book called Parachutes. It was a young Ooh. adult novel that um, told the story of um, a student or students coming from China and going to California um, high school and kind of all of the you know issues about you know kind of cultures um, coming together and smashing together and kids trying to grow up and figure it out. That was a super great book. My family and I probably like you know your families, Henry and Doctor Gold. Also, have enjoyed watching some series. We're on the very last episode of season three on Stranger Things right now, which okay. I'm probably going to watch tonight. Really looking right. forward to that. Uh, and I would, Doctor Gold, to the documentary that you said a minute ago because it relates back to our "Would You Rather." That's pretty much why I want to give up the internet. For sure, 
Makes sense. Sure. I, I forgot to talk about a book. So, so I, I read a great book. It's called Daddy Kisses. Aww. If you've never read that book, it's, it's a five-page book that I read to my daughter every night, and it's awesome. Wow. Yeah. That's super I, good. I did forget another TV show I watched was Doctor Who. New, oh. The new series, not the old one from the 80s. Right. It was really good. You know, I, I mean, British TV in general, it seems like is better than American TV. Right. More high quality. Right, 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 right. Good stuff. All right. So um, as you've heard his voice and his thoughtful insights so far, we're going to ask Henry to just give a little bit of an introduction and biography about it. We feel super fortunate to have you join us today. Um, if we, the Spartan community, were to play the word association game and someone said Henry Thus, I think most people's answer would be either band or music. Yeah. How'd that come to be? Why don't you share with so, a little bit about that? I, so music-wise, I actually started playing the guitar in second grade, and I was terrible. So I eventually came back, and in fourth grade, I wanted to play the trumpet. I really wanted to play it. My mom said no because she thought my lungs weren't big enough, oddly enough. So I played the clarinet. And I did that all the way through eighth grade where in middle school with Mr. Myers, I experimented with, you know, bigger clarinets. There's different types. So that was really fun. And then in ninth grade, I remember I came in and the first day of band mini camp in June where we learned to march. I was marching clarinet and Mr. Stone said, oh, you I heard you took home a French horn over the summer. And yeah, I played around with it a little bit. So he's like, all right, you're marching mellophone now. And so I was like, okay. I'll, I'll just do it, I guess. And it's it's a big trumpet. So I marched that for two years. Our first year, my freshman year, we did a show called Alter Perspectives. And in second year, we did Synesthesia of the Color Sound. So I marched Melophone for both of those. I had a solo in the second one. And then, obviously, we didn't have, we had pandemic, so we didn't have a third show. And then this year, I'm drum major out of the band. So I'm up there conducting and leading. Awesome. And so... Overall, and then throughout that, you know, I've started picking up recording people. I started, I started, you know, I would just record myself in my bedroom uh, on my clarinet, just playing a solo. And then I eventually took that. I'm like, oh, I could record myself playing clarinet like eight times and put that together. So eventually I started recording other people. And now I'm at the point where this week we've had two in-person recording sessions over the span of eight hours. Wow. And... We're recording, I have 20 total musicians we're recording, we're doing massive projects, we've done stuff with choir, orchestra, band, and, you know, that's where you'll see me the most is probably in the recording studio or on the field with the band. Yeah, we're super grateful for your help with putting together that little, you know, treat that Dr. Marcoulier, Mr. Ito, and I did. Still Should we of, talk about that now or later, Mr. Cardinal? I still want to apologize to everyone for that. closing my <laughs> eyes, but that was super fun and great, and I was glad that we did that. That was awesome. Um well, we've all seen, admired, and appreciated the amazing videos that you've done, Henry, and collaborations you know you took part in and created. For many of us, they were that little piece of, of normality that was needed in such a time of uncertainty, and so thanks for that. Um, and it's also just on a personal note, been great to kind of see you in the band, in the band room, or I should say more specifically the recording studio, because yeah. I know... You know, you've been going. Um, band room is my second home. Yeah. Always is for right. all band kids. Right. So I think as part of our Cardinal and Cardinal and Gold podcast today, we're going to take a listen to part of Bud on the Ledge from the Abyss, a piece featuring the LCHS band, orchestra, and the chamber singers. Yeah.
amazing. Some, sometimes I cannot believe I made that. So I'll, I'll, I'll sit. I'll watch it two months later. And I'll be like, "There is no way I made this." That's it's amazing. It's amazing. it gives me goosebumps every God, time. Yeah. So so Henry, let's talk a little bit about that. So yeah. so tell us a little bit abor- more about that project and things like from start to finish. How long did it take you? Uh, how many folks were involved, and yeah. uh, what tools did you use to complete this? So I found the piece originally in a marching band show. Uh, a few years ago, and I was like, it's really cool. And then I discovered that actually when researching, this is from a movie by James Cameron called The Abyss, one of his early films that the production behind it's insane. It was absurd. But it was a, and I listened to the original thing. I was like, this is really amazing. So I went to look for music to perform it. There was no music to perform it. So I ended up taking some time. I just transcribed it by ear, and then I arranged it. And I was like, we're in the middle of pandemic. This is not a hard piece. Why not try it virtually? So I started by reaching out to Dr. Brookie, Mr. Stone, and Miss Monday, and I said, could we feasibly do this? And the response was, yes, we can do this. So I, from there, I organized creating click tracks so that you know metronomes people could record to, how to film yourself, where to frame it, how to record yourself. You know, don't use AirPods because they're terrible for recording, oddly enough. Um, and that, that whole process took a few weeks to organize it. Then in November, I sent it all out for recording, and the orchestra got it in, like, finals week. Band got it in a few weeks earlier, and then Chamber, I got their recordings in late January because they had a bunch of winter stuff to worry about. Sure. So extra time is, was not an issue. And what was amazing is how good it could sound recorded just on an iPhone, especially for singers because those microphones are made to pick up voices. And so I really took advantage of that. Now, I had a few people over to record the winds because that's tough to record on a phone. So all the brass you hear is mostly me. Um, Bradley Kern is in there. Justin Fang is in there. And they did a really great job. Um, and I got I got some of them in to record. And... I started putting it together and I realized this is bigger than I thought it would be. So I probably spent three or four weeks mixing it and it was 144 tracks, I think was the number. And then I had to make the video. The video was the easy part, actually. That took me about three days. Like that was really easy. You put the shots together in advance and you stick it all together. But it it truly came out better, way better than I thought it would. Like Mr. Ike gave me access to extra effects, particle effects he had. I shout out to Mr. Ike. He is incredible. Uh, he's yeah. given me so much to work with for so these. True. He's helped me so much. And then, you know, the our our staff, Miss Dr. Brookie, Miss Monday, Mr. Stone helping me. It was incredible. And what I was able to do with the resources I was given was I think it was really cool. And it certainly came out much better than I thought it would. So I'm really thankful for that. Super awesome. amazing. Super amazing. Dr. Gold, you just, you know, like you do, right? Listen, transcribe it by ear, just kind of like you do. Right? Just kind of like you we do. understand that, Mr. Connor. The so, people out there may not, but we and you understand so, it. So good, Henry. My so musical good. talent is, is happy birthday on the piano. Yeah, yeah. I think and everyone saw my I actually, I actually, that. when I was in the Middle East, I learned happy birthday in Arabic. Wow. I don't remember it now, but I oh, could do that. Oh, somewhere. that's super cool. That was fun. So, Henry, you know yeah. that it wouldn't be right for us to continue without bringing up your YouTube channel. Yeah. A particular video called Portals from Avengers Endgame arranged by you. Uh, and the over, I always when I see this number, mm-hmm. think that it has to be a typo. I, I do. Five hundred thousand. Yeah. Views. Yep. That's like crazy. And congrats. Uh, tell us a little bit about this performance and kind of how all of that, you so, know, how that came about. 
When Avengers Endgame came out in May of 2019, you know, me and my friends, we went to the theater. We all saw it. It was amazing. I remember that one cue, and I was like, wow, that is really great music. And so I spent the summer transcribing that. So this was one of my early by-ear things, so it took much, much longer. And so I set the, spent the summer transcribing like that. And, you know, the arrangement was okay for my standards now. I, I, I could have done much better, but, you know, we went to do it. And I said, why don't we put video to this? The problem was, how do we remove only the music audio from it? So we removed all the audio. Mr. Ike actually went back and did all the voiceovers of the characters in the film. And he did sound effects and everything. And I'm really thankful for that. And then... I played French horn. We got a bunch of ones in, and we I organized a bunch of zero period rehearsals because that was we had to do that. There's no other time to rehearse it, and so I got everyone in. We rehearsed it, we performed it, and my mom just videoed. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna stick it on YouTube, and I stick a bunch of stuff on YouTube just as like a cloud drive almost. Mm-hmm. You know, I had like maybe 30 subscribers, just a bunch of my friends, so I stuck it on there, and you know, about a year. Let's see. It was October. So then February 2020, I'm I'm literally watching the Super Bowl. Chiefs versus 49ers. Great game. But I notice, you know, I check occasionally just to see how many views. Because it got like 9,000. I was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. You know, 9,000 people saw it. And I checked it uh, this one uh, during the Super Bowl. And it was like 120,000 views. I'm like, whoa, what just happened? That That doesn't feel right. Is that a typo? You know, what are we doing? And so from there, over about a three-day period, it got up to 450,000 views. Crazy. And then, you know, since then, it's been about a year and a half now. Now we're at 525 or something like that. Wow. And throughout that, you know, a bunch of people subscribe. So I have like 850 subscribers now or something. Wow. I, I don't put much there. I mean, mostly more music stuff, actually. So most of my projects go up there. But And then, and then actually the weird one was someone took it and posted on TikTok like three weeks ago, I think. And I got like a million views in a day. I was like, dude, what? I mean, it was a good performance and everyone did well, but I did not think my arrangement was that good. But um, that was an experience. The crazier stat is how many uh, impressions it makes. So how many people it's recommended to, not necessarily all of them click on it, but it's been recommended to 6 million people. Uh, crazy. Which I was like, crazy numbers. That I know. I'm like, how do you... I, I didn't think that was possible. What a what a reach. What a right? phenomenal reach, Henry. Terrific. And I think we're going to enjoy just a little bit of a clip from that right now. Yeah. Orchestra is amazing. There, I, I feel bad. I gave cellos so many whole notes, but they did great. So, Henry, let, let me ask you a question. So, yeah. what is an instrument you play that others may not know? People, I mean, I'm pretty open. Let's see. Uh, I started, so I started piano lessons a week ago because I huh? need to learn the piano for music school. Um, I wouldn't say I play it because I'm very bad at it. You know, I can play one C scale and that's it. Um, an instrument. I mean, I don't think most people know that I played guitar in second grade, but that doesn't count. 
You know, I, I tend to play around with most of my instruments. Uh, one of my favorite ones that I think I play less often is the flugelhorn. It's like a trump. It's like a jazz, super jazz trumpet. It's really nice. So that's that's one of my lesser ones. Very cool. I like to think that our fine arts program at LCHS is you know very very strong across all of its programs. Can you share with uh, all of the folks listening at home how these programs have impacted you and your friends? Yeah, I mean. <sighs> The first thing about joining band is why would you join it if you didn't have friends in it? You know, that wouldn't be fun. So once you get everyone in the band who like to be with each other, then you can get to work on the music. And we have a program that has an immense amount of resources for the budget we have, and we can do so much. We perform at five field shows a year. We can... You know, have Mr. Myers in eighth grade gave me the opportunity to arrange a piece for 7A, and that's really where this all took off. So we have faculty that are able to give us opportunities that I think most wouldn't. On the choir side, Dr. Brookie is incredible. Obviously, I'm not in choir, so I don't know much, but he is absolutely incredible, and they sound amazing. I mean, they're, I think they had like a big all national choir competition recently or something, or performance, and they're amazing. On the you know, on the string side, Miss Monday is part of the L.A. Chamber Phil Orchestra, and she's incredible. And she, you know, orchestra is really good. You know, it sinks wait, having to wake up for zero period, I'm sure, but they sound amazing. I know they have a ton of fun. So just the the it's really the people that make the program. You can't have a program with, you know, a budget of a million dollars, not that we do, but, you know, if you have that budget, you need people to make it go. So it's the people that make it. Mr. Stone is amazing. He's such a fun dude. Um, Mr. Myers was one of my was incredible to me. He was a mentor to me, a friend. I I will miss him dearly. And Miss Monday has just given me so many opportunities to work with the orchestra. So on on a different note, yeah. uh, you know, during lockdown, there are a lot of highs and lows. Obviously, a lot of lows for a lot of people. But uh, let's talk about some of the highs. So what what are what are some of the most fun things you did during lockdown? Well, I know, so the second lockdown happened, I had seen a few of these virtual videos, and I was like, why not we do the school's alma mater, have the band do that? So I organized that. You know, I got a lot of people saying, you know, I'm not going to call anyone out, but I got a lot of people saying, you know, it's not going to work, you can't do it. Um, but it it totally worked, so we did it, and that got a 1,000 views from the whole community, and I think everyone really enjoyed that in April of 2020, and that that was definitely one of my favorite things was just getting that done. And, you know, throughout it, I've done all these projects and, you know, all, all the projects that bring people together, that's, that's the goal is why would I do these projects if it, people aren't enjoying it? You know, I always check in with my people as we're working. I'm like, are you having fun with this? You know, is this fun? And they're like, yeah, you know, it generally is. So I, I'm not going to make people, I can't make people do anything. And so, you know, generally the most fun thing throughout lockdown is just being doing these projects because it gives you something to do and it, you know, it enhances your musical skill. And then you've, you know, exported that joy to all of the folks that have benefited listening to yeah. family and I mean, the staff. Nothing makes me happier than getting emails or texts saying, this is really cool. Thank you for doing this. I, I truly think that's cool because it shows that others are watching and really enjoy it. Yeah, you, you mentioned a couple of times in, in our, you know, uh, it's a great time that we get to hang out with you that, you know, you're off to music school. Yeah. Can you share with the folks listening um, some of your favorite composers? Well, I mean, my favorite one is John Williams, and it's not even close. I've gone to his Hollywood Bowl concerts three times in a, well, three years in a, two years, three years in a row, and awesome. we're doing it this September again with all my friends. Good. 
Um, that one, he's amazing. I think, um, let's see, Tchaikovsky, I, you know, on a classical side, I really like Tchaikovsky. He does some cool stuff. Uh, Alan Silvestri, he does, he did Back to the Future, all those films. You know, he's not a super complicated composer, but I think some of his main brass themes are really fun. So I enjoy listening to him. Those are my favorites. Super cool. Very cool. So what are you doing this summer with the lightning of restrictions? Well, so... We're doing, I know, on a band side, we're doing a lot more in-person events. You know, bonding, practicing, sectionals, which is really great. You know, I'm thankful that we can do that. It, and we're going to have an amazing show. Um, on a personal side, obviously, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to go a football game in October. So I got tickets to a Patriots Chargers game, which I'm stoked about. Um, this summer, I've been doing a big recording. So I, I'm currently working on a recording with about 20 or so people of, uh, a Star Wars piece from the scene when they are on the desert moon of Tatooine in the fourth film or the first film, however you look at it. And yesterday, so yesterday being, uh, what's today? Thursday, yesterday being Wednesday and the day before being Tuesday, we've recorded, I think, nine or eight people over eight hours. And then on Friday, we're recording four more people. And we should... I should have all the recordings. And about a month before that, I had done all the percussion in school during like fifth period. So that's my biggest project of the summer is getting this project done, doing a video for it. And it's everyone's in person record. So we're using our best equipment. It's going to sound amazing. Um, on the side of that college search. So looking for colleges, um, I finalized my list finally. So nice. I've been working on my uh, common app essays. That's what we're doing, getting my ACT done. So I'm taking another one in July. Took one earlier this month. Uh, and then besides that, just spending time with friends, time that I missed out on. So, cool. you know, going to dinner with friends, have, watching movies, just e eating s'mores. S'mores are good. S'mores um, are very good. S'mores are good. Yeah. We, we, so we actually got sidetracked. We got a fire pit finally at our house. Awesome. There you go. And so we do s'mores like weekly. Best thing ever. So if, if, you, if you're thinking about getting a fire pit, get a fire pit. We do them in the microwave in the gold household. Okay. That's respectable. <laughs> on a right. daily basis. <laughs> on a daily basis. On a regular basis. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, s'mores. But wow. yeah, that, that's my summer. Um, and then prepping, obviously, for band camp in August. So sure. I'm drum major now. I don't have terribly much to do this summer so because I just learned to wave my arms. Um, it's mostly <laughs> just reaching out and making sure, contacting people, you know, are we doing this correctly? How are we feeling? And then just getting to August band camp and putting in two solid weeks of work, and then we are in the season. Nice. We're looking forward to the field show before you guys, you know, start everything. That's always a just an awesome um, way to end summer and launch right. us into the school year. So here's a tough one for you. Dr. Wall, I don't know if you have an opinion on this. I'm not sure I necessarily do, but I'm sure Henry does. All right. Henry, in your opinion, what's the best film score of all time? The best film score of all. Oh, God, I'm going to get so much garbage for this, I'm sure. Uh, I mean, the Star Wars ones are, you can't deny John Williams. Um, I would have, I think the first Star Wars movie, just because of how much it did for Star Wars, as music, it's incredible, and every single track of that is phenomenal. But what it did for the Star Wars franchise. Sure. Like, if you don't have John Williams in that movie, the movie is not going to be where it is today. It's a cultural icon. Yeah. It's something, you know, people watch religiously. I think if you don't have John Williams there, that's what I would say, not only as a piece of music, but also impactful in the world, is Star Wars A New Hope. Uh, again, I don't want to be the, you know, former history teacher, uh, but mm -hmm. I would like to say Star Wars made in a time period without the Internet. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. 
but a time with air conditioning and heating, Dr. Gold. Sure. So all I'm right. just going to okay. All right, hold on. So everyone that's going to go and mm-hmm. Google like when the internet was invented, what I'm talking about is common usage of the internet. So like the 90s, people. not like the 50s, yeah, 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 World yeah, yeah, War II. Yeah, yeah. You know, Henry, um, as we as certainly as we think about, you know, mm-hmm. the start of the new year and look forward to all of the things that are coming from band and the mm-hmm. arts, you know, the whole campus coming, mm-hmm. you know, kind of returning to bloom and, and in person. Uh, it's always great to talk with students and to reflect on, you know, kind of what we've been through collectively and think about Zoom school. But instead of doing that whole, look, there's a lot of things about Zoom school we're going to be happy to leave, yeah. right? Yeah. But I, I, I think there may be a couple of things that, you know, if we um, – dove in this topic a little bit mm-hmm. deeper that we, we may want to keep and, and yeah. have kind of moved forward. Can you think about that a little bit? Um, think about aspects of Zoom school that can transfer over to so-called normal school, um, you know, that was that, that we used before um, the coronavirus? I mean, uh, pajama day was good. <laughs> Every day was pajama day. I'm sure teachers love mute all buttons also. I'm sure they'd love that in real life. Uh, on a serious note, I would say so. Personally, in my Zoom school experience, I thought that the teach I thought that some teachers were able to really well take their in person and make that for online, and I I felt like that flexibility was great. So I felt like particularly in math, I had a really great experience because my teacher made it so simple. It made made it so simple, and if we can take simplicity like that and just take that you know in person, I'm I'm not against that at all. Um, Let's see, Zoom school applying to in-person. I mean, that's tough for me. You know, music, you can't, I, you never would want that. Um, I had a student tell me that they, they wished, a couple students actually, mm-hmm. they wished that the chat function could somehow still exist because oh, the, the reluctant be person that doesn't maybe want to ask yeah. in front of the whole class could send a private chat to the teacher, and that was super awesome. Yeah, I, I felt like that was a really great thing that students who were, you know, less able to or didn't want to speak up could do and i felt like that you know let them speak out more i felt like um another thing was just the ability to turn in assignments like online so you know dealing you know it's a piece of paper sure but you know the whole save trees argument that's a good one but just not having to deal with paper is great you know i i was good with just taking pictures and submitting online and i'm sure it made it easier for teachers just to le- read down a list of did you turn it in Take look at the picture. I felt like that was a feature that I would not be against. Yeah, I see Google Classroom and you know that electronic submission. Yeah, if maybe not in the same portion, still staying because mm-hmm. of exactly what you just said. Yeah, Doctor sure. Gold, anything that you're thinking about in that regard? Yeah, how about you know I I know I know me as a student uh, in high school or in middle school, uh, I, I would have struggled with distance learning. Uh, so you know because I think the lack of focus is hard for a lot of kids. So so for you. Uh, what are some of the benefits and dis- uh, and disadvantages of of learning from home? So the benefits for me is that it took less energy. Not that you know, not that I wasn't putting much into like, not that I wasn't putting less into my classes, but in between walking between classes, or you know, socializing with a lot more people than you really need to. You know, that takes a lot of energy, and sometimes some people aren't up for that. So I feel like just staying at home in an environment you're comfortable with. You know, your bedroom. That's not bad at all. I, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Would I prefer in person uh, just because that's how I am personally? Absolutely. I'm a, you know, I'm an outspoken person. I like to talk to a lot of people. So I think one advantage is just people know their environment at home better. You know, you don't even necessarily, I know people were encouraged to dress up. I know not many did. And, you know, a lot of people wore pajamas and I don't 
if you know if someone's working hard, I'm good with that. I know I dressed up personally just because it gives me a sense of routine, and I like to, you know, I like to work pretty hard in school. I, you know, I finally got straight A's for my first time ever. That was congratulations, that was awesome. outstanding. That was excellent. So, uh, you know, disadvantages. Obviously, you know, I'm an in person person, so I always want to be in person. Wow, that's a lot of in person in person in person person. <laughs> but um, the name of my band, by the way, Doctor Gold. <laughs> But that just being with other people and getting to talk to your teachers after school, not on a zoom is great. Yeah, I think for that's sure. for sure. Cool. How about I'm, I'm wondering, you know, you're heading into the senior year and I know mm-hmm. other members of the class of 2020 are maybe thinking about this um, distance learning as a preparation for a possible kind of college and university life. What are your thoughts in that regard? I think um, oh, I'm about to sneeze, actually. Bless you before, there's no sneeze. I think, um, are you asking about like taking classes online to prep for college? I think in any way that you really want to answer, you know, I do think that there's something about the actual kind of class experience, but maybe also the kind of autonomy of learning and the things that, you know. I personally think it, you know, if someone wants to learn online, go for it. I'm, you know, doesn't affect me, go for it. Um, I would say it's never a bad idea if you want to take a class that's across the country online to prep for college. You know, I know some friends who are doing engineering classes online. Um, I did a, I did a logic pro class last summer online with Colburn Academy. Like I know that's in downtown, but you know, not driving there saves a lot of time. Sure. So I think it's actually a really great thing for people. You know, you want to take just extracurricular classes or even normal classes. So it's personal preference. I think it's really great if you want to do it for, to prep for college or really just to learn. How about from the aspect, you know, you were saying a minute ago that you, you know, kind of wanted to dress up because you felt like that yeah. that routine was a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, distance learning challenged a lot of folks because there were opportunities to, you know, camera off or not engage. Yeah. Um, and and I think that's quite like college, right? You know, university mm-hmm. professors, college, you know, college professors are not going to be you know, take and roll. They're not calling yeah. mom and dad if you don't show. If you don't show, you don't show. That's it's on kind you. Of, it's on yeah. you, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that there was some autonomy that, you know, uh, that muscle of autonomy and that mm-hmm. kind of self-starting that a lot of folks, sounds like you did, Henry, yeah. were able to, to thrive. And, you know, early in the podcast, Dr. Gold shared just how how impressed he was with the seven, eight students, you know, kind of in-person rates of attendance, yeah. how great they did, what the, you know, the work the faculty did. We saw, you know, similar things at, at nine twelve, and just, again, shout out to all uh, in Spartan Nation who were able to kind of rally and find the wherewithal to, to make this happen, because yeah. we did it in a phenomenal way that other districts, even near us, I think would be, you know, they wanted to find out what was going on in La Cunata because of how, how, you know, positively things went. So. Yeah, I mean, when I went to campus, I felt safe. I I knew that... I felt safe going to campus, and I think that was the number one priority. And I, you know, sh- thank you to Mrs. Sinet for making that possible. Thank you to all you guys at obviously administration, the hard work you put in for the reopening. I think it was it was awesome. I think a lot of people liked being back on campus. For those who are online, you know, that's their choice. But for those who are in person, I think it was really great, and we did we did some really great stuff. Yeah, and we're looking forward to have everyone back. And actually, on a side note, I know some seniors the prom. You did the outside, the carnival. I know that was very popular among seniors, so they did enjoy that. Yeah, that was super cool. That was cool. Graduation, saw, uh, yeah. graduation of the Rose Bowl, right? Yeah, that was oh, awesome. That was amazing. 
Yeah, so I have the last question um, for you, Henry. But, you know, I know time management is an issue with with a lot of people in general, especially when parents or well, even better when parents are kind of watching you and teachers are watching you. But a lot of the distance learning was was independent and working by yourself in your room. How do you make sure you were on task and how did you ensure time management was 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 a strength as opposed to a weakness being at home? You had more time in the day because school ended at one. But how did you make sure that uh, you, you were on task for, for the time you needed to be? So I my mentality in online learning was specifically for homework. I had a spreadsheet. I would just write down, you know, what my homework is for that day. I knew if I got my homework done quickly, I could have the whole afternoon to do whatever I wanted. And that was my te- mentality. So I got it done quickly and effectively. And from there, I just had the whole afternoon to work on music and stuff. And I'm generally just a very time-oriented management person. So during, you know, when I'm not, when I'm doing homework, I'm not looking at my phone, you know, I'll play music in the background. Of course, I think that's a healthy thing to do. People, I encourage that. I, you know, during the school year, I don't have much time for video games because of the amount of projects I'm doing and stuff. But, and I, because I know I can not do it during the school year because I know that during the summer, I have a lot of time. Like I stayed up to like midnight last night playing Minecraft with, you know, my band friends. It was a good time. Nice. But I just know that coming to the summer, I'll have a lot more time and I can make it up then. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a very situated person. So if I say you're there 9am, I am ready to go at 9am. So I'm a very time or in band has done that for me. Yeah. That's cool. So let's talk about video games. What's your video game of choice besides Minecraft? Uh, Battlefield. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's P- a P- PS4, PS5, Xbox, Xbox. We have an Xbox uh, one, so we haven't gotten the new one yet. Yeah. We've been running on that for about five years. I've, you know, I play Madden a lot, but playing FIFA. No, well, you better but, watch out. Anybody out there wants to challenge me at FIFA, I'm up for the challenge. Play me at Madden. I'll, I'll DM me, I'll play Madden. I, I, I do believe, actually, um, there was a professional conflict that prevented Dr. Gold from going to the 2021 Olympics in PS4 um, FIFA. Yeah, it's, it's a fact that I can't afford a PS5. <laughs> <laughs> that, too, was a challenge. I mean, you that, know, that I, uh, you, you know I, I, I did put the challenge out during the pandemic about anyone who want to play me at FIFA, and, and I'm pretty good. I've, I've played for a long time, uh-huh. and me and my buddies buy it every year. I play online with yeah. my friend. Only game I play for the last 20 years, mm. and uh, a couple of kids challenged me, and, and I beat most of them, but there was, there was one kid. I played online that, yeah. you know, I, I, I talk a little bit and I'm pretty confident. Uh-huh. He whooped me up, man. Oh, my <laughs> God. Like, I, I felt like I was good. I, and like I said, I'm usually pretty good. I lost like six to one. It, it, oh, it, man. Oh, it, it wasn't even close. And, no, that's and not close at all. So then he, he shut me up quickly. Yeah, no, I, I like to play Madden against my brother a lot. And then I actually on the last week of school, I, I don't know if I can say this, but I brought him Mr. Carroll's room and we played Madden. So that was a good time. But uh, after the instructional day was over, of course, of course, after the instructional, of course, we should have just clarified that for everyone listening in Spartan Nation, who who happened to be the principal of the high school. But (laughs) that's great. All right, all right, gang. So we're gonna, you know, head to this kind of questions from the Spartan community, and we've reached this kind of. I know some of my friends have submitted stuff. Yeah, we're grateful for it. So our first set of questions come from Sydney Wang, and are are for our guest Henry. Oh, I think I know. Question one: C sharp. Henry or mm-hmm. D flat major? Uh, well, I mean the same thing. I'll say C flat because it doesn't exist. Oh, I like that. I like that. Good. It, I, maybe I misread it. C sharp major and D flat major. Is that any different? Nope. Same. I mean, well, they're different. Yes, in music theory, but I'm not. I won't get into it. Right. I just she knows. She knows what it is. For everyone in in podcast land, I just wanted to, everyone recognize mm-hmm. that Dr. Gold was very much following that. He wanted to make sure that Henry and he uh, understands it completely. So exactly. Yeah. Good exactly. to shout out to you, Dr. Gold. Yeah, well done. Exactly. All right, Henry, keep going. How would you feel if 
um, she melted your horn into a trumpet. I might be the most unhappy person on the planet because I already have a trumpet. Why? Well, I have two trumpets. Why? Why need a third? I only have one French horn. All right, Sydney. So that's it. Don't don't <sighs> don't melt Henry's Henry's don't. horn. Yeah. Now, now we have a question for you, Mr. Cardinal. All right. Uh, who happens to be a former member of a social science department? If you did not know, which all the students that had you in school now, they're probably in their forties, Mr. Cardinal, because it's been a long time. But uh, the first question is. If we are Spartans and you are our leader, does that make you Leonidas? Well, he does have a strong beard, at least in the movie. I could aspire <laughs> to grow point. that. I, I, I don't know that I want to give myself kind of that, uh, but I'm, I'm grateful for the question, and it's, a, it's certainly a fun. When we were on a choir tour in Italy, uh, when I was with the you know, all, all the, the folks, Spartan, uh, the Spartan traveling artists, uh, choral artists. Uh, I was called Leonidas on that by several of the parent. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, and that, we have another question for you, Mr. Cardinal. As our leader, you were forced to lead the Spartan nation into another battle, a battle with an invisible en- enemy, uh, the coronavirus. What were some of the most challenging things for you? And what were some of the most rewarding things? Yeah, the, the challenging are all in the you know domain of relationships missed and understand uh, or you know coming to understand how how hard it was on the social emotional friendship front for so many of our students missing their friends you know being scared about you know the the world that you know took its turn with the economy shutting down uh the effect that it had on you know our families um you know particularly who are making you know making money in industries that basically went went dark um, and 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 being being part of of you know trying to support them those were certainly hard, you know recognizing the staff were were making you know immense innovations and mm-hmm. trying to you know keep learning going uh, under remarkably challenging circumstances, uh, appreciating the smash up that was home, you know home became the pl- the place of business the place of school the place of relaxation the place of tension the place of all of really all life right mm-hmm. and that that was just so very different from what people were or you know kind of used to i think rewarding was by far in a way seeing how this community our students our staff our parents just rallied and made it happen in beautiful ways i mean just this podcast has you know highlighted a couple things of of one outstanding spartan henry thus who's just done some remarkable work um and and your work is is genuinely should be um you know spot spotlighted if that's the word but we have a bunch of other you know spartans who yeah. did some remarkable stuff right i'm just thinking about you know some of the eagle and gold uh, eagle scout projects and gold awards and you know the volunteerism that early on spartans were you know keeping 3d printers red hot to yep. get you know face shields and and ppe out to you know Healthcare professionals, and and that that's just went on and on and on. It was one, uh, it was fifteen months of a series of of proud principal moments for sure. Awesome. This next question is for Doctor Gold. Rumor has it that you're a pretty decent golfer. Oh. How many strokes, Doctor Gold, uh, would LCHS alumni Colin Morikawa have to give you to make things competitive <laughs> on an eighteen-hole loop on your oh, home? No course sure just for the record i've played colin a couple times and so i have a pretty accurate accurate uh, assumption of where this would be the good part 
Now, when I played with him, he was in high school. He was 17. Now he's above 21. I mean, he was just so, like the PGA Tour. Like yeah, so one of the things I could do is, is, is maybe give him a couple of drinks, and that may help me a little bit. Dr. Gold. But, <laughs> no, okay. but, he's but, legal. But, but, but the reality is, is, is if me and Colin played at my home course, which would be Wood Ranch, okay. uh, which, is a, which is a little tougher course, and he'd never played it, maybe a little hard for him, I'd have to give myself – he'd have to give me 15 shots. <laughs> 15 shots. He shoots a 68, I shoot an 83, we tie. I, I, I see that happening. So, Colin, if you're out there, you're up for the challenge. I'll get you out of Wood Ranch. Let me know. Time and place. All right. Speaking oh, of Colin Morikawa, often when he is part of a conversation, so is the term butter cut. Can you explain to us all what that term means? What? Is that something that's part of your game as well? So, so a, a butter cut is, is if you imagine kind of finessing a ball into an area with a fade, that would be a okay. butter cut. Uh, I, I do not have a butter cut. I have a hard fade. So I hit a ball left to right pretty hard. Colin can finesse balls in, which would be the butter cut. Um, so I, I don't have that in my game. And also I do not have a draw in my game, which, which Colin could hit as well. Yeah, Dr. Gold, the last time you and I played golf over at Brookside, I, I want to I remind you about your, your, hard, your hard cut and the, hard inch, fade. the, excuse me, the hard fade and the inches away where you almost murdered that Canadian goose. Do you remember that? That oh, was, that, that was great. deadly. Well, they have to get out of the way. It, it's like an agreement. Have you ever watched Seinfeld? There's an agreement with birds. When you, when you drive towards a bird, they're supposed to fly out of the way. And, and once, supposed to, yeah. and once George hit a bird and he broke up with his girlfriend over it. So have you ever watched Seinfeld? So you can relate everything to Seinfeld. Any, anything's relatable. <laughs> All right. Well, in a soon to be released episode in 21, uh, 21 for 21, Henry and Mr. Cardinal briefly discussed food. Mr. Cardinal mentioned that if stuck on a deserted island and would eat only one food for the rest of his life, it would be toast. Oh, I do remember this. Henry seemed a bit surprised by that answer. Yep. What would be your choice in this same situation, Henry? Oh, only one food? I mean, I'm not going to choose a frozen meal because that's pretty lame. One food, I mean, um, pasta generally fills me up as not healthy. Uh, I wouldn't be against like an impossible burger just because they're not, you know, they fill you up and they're not terribly unhealthy. So I, I'll, I'll take that toast. I do not understand because toast is you're eating a piece of bread. You can only eat bread, right? Bread. Let's think about that. Is there a specific type of bread it would be? Well, well, well I, have, I have a more specific question. I don't mean to cut you off. Henry. Okay. Yeah. If you're on a deserted island mm-hmm. to make toast, mm-hmm. don't you need power? For a toaster? I need the internet, air conditioning, and heat. <laughs> you can have bread, but the toast part yeah. would be difficult. Look, Spartan, you, you know that toast is delicious. I know that toast is no, delicious. Toast is I know that many things can be toasted, and that gives the rich variety uh, that makes toast one of the best true, meals. True ever. story is one of my favorite meals is toast, burnt toast. I like burnt, burnt? toast with just mustard. True story. Dude, what? True story. What? And, and, and I graduated to mustard. In high school, I used to eat the same thing with ketchup. I used oh, to have a, oh, an issue with ketchup. My goodness. When I turned 21, 22, I, I went to mustard and never went back to ketchup. And you're wondering why your daughter eats pickle sandwiches. <laughs> so, so, Mr. Cardinal, be, before we keep going, what do you put on your toast? Well, you know, toast for me is a pure alloy, unalloyed. You put nothing on it? So toast, for my part, can be eaten as toast what? natural in the world. Oh, man. Butter jam. Okay. Nutella. Yeah. Peanut butter. Nutella. Oh, the way. Avocado, you mm-hmm. know, because we live in California. California. You're missing mustard. 
Right. No, we're not. Yeah, Yellow no, Frenches, like, De- like globs, globs, De- globs oh, of mustard. De- oh, De- definitely, definitely. It's, I mean, must- at that point it's mustard might- with a side of bread. At that point, we might as well put mayonnaise on it. Yeah, yeah. no, 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 no. De- definitely not. Definitely not. Just mustard. All right. So um, as we're wrapping this up, um, mm-hmm. here's one for, for both of you. With the Summer Olympics approaching, what events are you most excited to watch? Uh, definitely uh, volleyball. Volleyball, and I'm, I don't play volleyball or anything, but my friends do, and it's really fun. Yeah. So definitely volleyball, uh, basketball, just because, you know, we're going to dominate. It's not, it won't be close as usual. Sure. A lot of people aren't playing in basketball. I don't know if you saw that recently. Yeah, we got, but we got KD in there, and, you know, uh, I don't know he's like playing. the best player playing? in the world. Yeah, he is. True. They released it this morning. It's KD, and then I think uh, Devin Booker's on there, so they're going to they're gonna go insane. Um, Suns in five. Um, but I think, yeah, uh, volleyball. Clippers in six. No, Suns and five Clippers are going to get killed. I think volleyball is going to be the one. Doctor Gould? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm a, as you know, I, I think you know, Mister Carter. I'm a huge soccer fan. Uh, also, a, base, a huge baseball fan, but more of a, of a soccer fan of, of watching. Uh, I'm. I'm actually really excited to watch the women. Uh, the women U.S. team is always fun to watch. Oh, they're always good. Yeah, yeah. So they're good to watch. I'm. I'm really excited uh, for that. They're 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 so good. And also the sports I never watch uh, during the year, with like the swimming, the diving, things I can never do. Shot like puts good. Shot put's really cool. Yeah. I always like that. How about you, Mr. Cardinal? What are you excited to watch? Well, all of them. I'm just grateful that it's taking place. Sure. I, I, I think like you, um, we'll look forward to, I think Colin's playing for the country. Yes. Yep. So we're looking forward that to golf awesome. and all of that stuff. I, it's very the, cool. It, I, I, the Olympics for me is a every four-year reminder. Like, they have that sport in the Olympics? Like sailing? Right. They have, yeah. they have that? Or the during the Winter Olympics, the biathlon, you ski your full head off, and then you take a shotgun mm-hmm. off your back, and you start going for targets. I mean, that's, like, that's I just don't cool. do that. That's cool yeah. stuff. My life might – I want to admit this to Spartan Nation. <laughs> yeah. My life might be poor because I don't do that on a routine basis, but, you know – I was raised in a time without the internet. I would rather have air conditioning um, and yeah. heating than that. And, you know, so. Me, so me and my buddies always talk about if we ever went to the Olympics, we, we have a path. And uh, it, it wouldn't be the okay. Summer Olympics. It would be the Winter Olympics. Okay. And, and curling would be our event. There's no oh, athletic ability. I don't cool. think any athletic ability is needed. Just a little brains, a little touch, and, and I think you could do it. So you there's a path. You could be 80. You could be 14. Cool. Anyone could do it. You got to brush that floor. I got well, furious. You, you, could, you could go watch hockey. Hockey is yeah. always good. Hockey is good in the winter. Yeah, definitely. Ski jumping is good in the winter. Definitely, Agreed. definitely, definitely. Uh, so if you were an Olympian, what sport or event would you compete in? Wow. I know your answer, Mr. Cardinal. I, wow. I, I know. Is your history trivia? Is that part of the Olympic event yet? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Marathons. Yes, that's what you would do. I would do marathons. <laughs> I would be the, the very last and worst. I would be like the that dude, you know, from Britain who is the ski jumper, Eddie the Eagle, you yeah. know, like uh-huh. he could do like two feet. I would, you know, it'd take nine hours to run the marathon. I would but. I would probably hop in on marathons because I started running in the last year with my dad. He's actually, nice. he's going to do a marathon in November. So that's pretty Good cool. for him. Which one? Uh, LA, LA marathon. So yeah, yeah, for sure. He's training up for that. That's pretty cool. But I'm, him. I would definitely fall dead last marathon. So I'll give a different answer. I don't play... I mean, I wish there was football. That'd be cool, but I would, I would get killed on the field. I'm like too short. I think shot put would be cool. I would be down to try volleyball. Um, I think Winter Olympics hockey just seems fun, and you get to just whack people. You know, that's a ton of fun. I also would like to do the high jump because though I could never get over oh, the bar, yeah. leaping onto the pad seems fun. Yes. <laughs> what about you, Dr. Gold? Uh, you know, I, I think if I'm talking realistically, I'd, 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 I'd want to do baseball, uh, oh, okay. a sport I played oh, my yeah, whole life sure, growing up. Sure. Uh, you know, and then uh, obviously uh, since I could compete with Colin, uh, golf would be my second choice. You know what would be better? You'd have to give me 15. But. Is I'd love to be up in the booth with Al Michaels. 
That would yeah, be cool. Yeah, you'd be strong. You had some strong cool. um, online YouTube football, Spartan yeah, football game announcing. I, I enjoyed with that Timmy. a ton. That was super great. I enjoyed that a ton. That was super great. Uh, there's one more question, Jen. Oh, gosh. <laughs> He's so, pointing. Yeah, you guys can't see it. He's pointing at me like it's my turn. It yeah. Right, right. Well, we kind of <laughs> we kind of talked about that. If you were an Olympian, we've already talked about when, what sport you'd compete in. Um, what looks most difficult? Is there anything that would be super, super challenging? I mentioned the biathlon and the that, winter. That That's one's crazy hard. Town, right? That one's crazy hard. What's the hammer? hammer. When you throw oh, a hammer, it's, the, the one you, it's not a hammer. It's not like no, a, it's like a, nail a, and a hammer. It's like a sledge. It's a, I, 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 you know, when I was in college, they, they let us try uh, all these different sports, and uh, hammer was one of them. That is a dangerous, dangerous thing. Yeah. Yeah. A big yeah, ball I, turning. If you throw it backwards, that, that was my. That was always my thing with shot put. Is you're turning. And if you if you turn the wrong way, you're nailing someone in the head with like a you know a heavy ball. Yeah. So and the, the, the other interesting one is the javelin. So you yeah, know, like I said, I'm, I'm a baseball guy, so I can yeah. throw. So one in my class, we, we had a we had to throw a javelin. Mm-hmm. And a javelin, if if you know the angle of it, if you throw like a baseball, if you can imagine your hand turned, where's the javelin hit? The back of your head. I'm good. With, I'm good. So with the javelin first time I threw a javelin, it hit the back of the head because you got to keep your arm straight. Right. You can't turn like a baseball. So that was difficult. Yeah, I'm good yeah. with javelin. Is one of the hardest. Wow. I think that that one takes a lot of skill. I I would say the archery, people would think it's just you know, but that takes that takes a ton of skill. Yeah, and 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 I, I think if I had to choose one, I actually there, there are two I would choose. Is yeah. softball for one? So I'm a baseball guy, yeah. and the speed of softball. Is a different level. Oh, if, it's if, insane. If, if you don't understand the reaction speed from yeah. the time the ball leaves a pitcher's hand in softball to the time it hits the bat and, and how close the infield plays and how fast the reactions are, it's crazy. And then the other one would be like the high dive. That, that seems oh, scary. Oh, yeah. I would do a cannonball. Cannonball, me too. Or yeah, belly same. flop, right? Oh, just, oh no. <laughs> well, I, I don't know, I don't know if you're from high dive. I don't know if you're a cover no. on that. Um, all right, Spartan. So as you, you think about you know Summer Olympics and all of that, I want you to be mindful of the javelin judges. And wish yes. them silently from your TV or internet device that they're paying close attention because yeah. that is a dangerous activity. It oh, is. yeah. So, so perfect. Well, 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 thank you, Henry, for being here. Uh, you know, thank you to the people in the background like Toby Lusatter who helped put this all together. Shout out. Huge shout out to, to my partner in crime, Mr. Cardinal. And uh, we're hoping to do this on a more regular basis. Uh, the hope is for July or August. Uh, we'll, we'll do this maybe on a monthly basis. Uh, we'll give an update to our community about things going on in school, have some fun as well, maybe have different student guests. Uh, so we're excited for the future of this podcast. And no pun intended with Cardinal and Gold with, with, with our school colors, but uh, it, it does work out well. So, so thank you to everyone, and we look forward to seeing you all soon. Have a good summer. All right, everyone. Thank you. Thanks Go for Spartans. having me, guys. Go Spartans.